Well, hey friends. Hmm, how's it going? Doesn't seem like there's enough lighting here. I'm gonna have to change that. Maybe do some adjustments. But I'm not gonna start over because that's what life is. It's just a series of accidents and rearrangements and it's what makes us human, right? Ah, screw it. It's good enough. Y'all don't need to see me in super clear detail anyway, especially about a subject like this. I'd like to start off by saying that I'll probably have to make this video uh, for adults only, 21 and over type thing, because it's a controversial subject which has to do with uh, church and God and seeing your, uh, your place in the universe. And no, I'm not talking about a religion, I'm talking about psychedelics. When I bring up psychedelics, and by the way, I'm doing this on both video and podcast format because I think it'll be hopefully an interesting video. I don't want to sound uh, like I know everything about psychedelics, but I know a hell of a lot. I'm a psychonaut. When I was younger, I took a lot of LSD, had a bunch of great times, and I'd love to tell all the stories one day, but that's not what this is about. This is about the benefit to the average person today. And talking about it's awkward because it has such a social stigma. I look at mushrooms, let's say, and, and I should declare that I'm talking about variety of psychedelics here. Everything from ibogaine and ayahuasca to psilocybin mushrooms, uh, all the different strains of cyanescence and cubensis and mexicana and uh, azurescence, which grow on the coast here. And then we have LSD, then we have MDMA and MDA, which are not quite clarified or classified as psychedelics, but anybody who's taken them knows they can be. And, you know, even cannabis, some people think is a psychedelic, but let me tell you, cannabis is not a psychedelic. Uh, in the Psychedelic uh, in the same way, anyhow. Perhaps edibles at a certain dose, but mushrooms to me are like church, but it's like church and going to a psychiatrist at the same time. It's like getting completely rewired overnight and always for the positive. In other words, people talk about bad trips. That aside, there are not a lot of social stigmas against psychedelics. Back in the, when I was a kid, you know, for example, with mushrooms, I've got my mushroom cup here there's orange juice in it. We were told that if you drink orange juice while you're tripping, it increases the trip. Maybe science has come to, you know, uh, prove this. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point was LSD is so strong by itself, it doesn't matter. And people, we took, I mean, I took so much LSD when I was younger, but at moderate doses. And that was the point I really wanted to make here and the important factor is to not overdo it. I've known plenty of people who take drugs as a party drug, or psychedelics as a party drug. It can be used as a tool like anything else. And if you're going to look at it like a psychiatrist or a pill that can help you think or feel better, you have to also consider, would you take too much Valium or not enough Valium? Would you take... Uh, too much of any heart medication or not enough heart medication, you would probably follow the recommendations, right? Well, that's different for each individual. And with psychedelics, 
that's that doesn't change that's it's very difficult for a person to gauge what works for them right but generally you fall within this line of what you're trying to accomplish a certain dosage say with uh, psilocybin mushrooms or psilo uh, cubensis for example you know your average mushroom that mushroom growers manufacture and sell which have been decriminalized in a couple cities and now may be legalized in Oregon so doctors can prescribe it. It's well known that psilocybin, one dose, has amazing, amazing long-lasting benefits if done properly. So you look at it like a tool, not something to be abused, not something to take when you're partying. My God, I can't even imagine eating mushrooms and going partying. The most partying I've ever done on mushrooms was sitting around the campfire with like 10 people and laughing my ass off and telling stories. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's so freeing. You, you might laugh until you cry, and then you might cry until you laugh. You release so many emotions. And it's so profound. And the beauty is the fact that you can never take so many fucking psilocybin mushrooms that you die. It has never been done. It is not possible. I've seen people lose their minds for a while. But the idea that you can have something so powerful that doesn't kill you, I guess it's just like cannabis. Wow, you can get really stoned and lose your mind for a while, but you'll come back. And once you remember that, the experience has become more and more profound. And when you're 15 years old and you try something, and you, I do not recommend that. I was not done growing yet. You know, I, I'm not, I finished high school. It's not like I just dropped out and took drugs, but there was that mentality with a lot of people. Just, you know, take psychedelics, see the world for what it is, see reality for what it is, and leave society behind. It doesn't work that way. Okay. <laughs> we all know this. So, what I want to get back to the point of it being like a church and why this is so important. It's not like a church where you can just jump in every Sunday and be saved, okay? This is how I feel strongly about, you know, today is Sunday, it's my day. I, it's my holy day, all right? Sunday always has been, and I try to make at least one day a week that matters. I'm not religious, but the idea of a holiday is a holy day, and holy can mean so many different things. But taking psychedelics isn't like going to church. It's like going on a fucking pilgrimage, all right? It's like uh, taking DMT is a totally different story, and I'll get to that. But uh, it's more like a pilgrimage than a Sunday service. You can go to a Sunday service and come back home to your fucking frozen pizzas and, you know, the rest of, uh, you know, Monday night football and whatever else we have that we think is so damn important. But it is a pilgrimage. It's a travel. You have to go somewhere. You have to actually pay the price to yourself. I'll never forget a documentary I saw about a guy who had... Uh, I can't re even recall what he had. It was some extreme depression or something, but he lit, he had a family, had three kids, a nice house, wife. Everything was fine in his life except for this certain issue. Um, oh, I think it was he was dying or he had cancer uh, even, I, which is why a lot of people take psychedelics to come to terms with these things. And he... <laughs> he showed how he grew his own mushrooms, how he harvested them, dried them, and even showed his experience as he took them under supervision. And he said he hated it. And he was scared as hell. 
because it is scary. It's like leaving home and going on a trip to a church you've never been to in another country, not like going down to your local corner where everybody just kind of sees each other all the time. Psychedelics make you. They force you to see who the hell you really are, if done properly, with the right people. In the right circumstance, when I was 17 or so, maybe 18, I'll never forget, I was reading a lot about psychedelics. The internet was not around yet, so I read about this book called uh, The Psychedelic Experience, written by Timothy Leary and Ralph Metzner. And I read it, and it was based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and it showed how to have an experience, a psychedelic experience, properly with set and setting. The set is where you're at. The setting is what's around you. And yeah, you know, in my teen years, back in the early 90s, I was setting up incense and candles and even playing with Christmas lights coming home from, you know, going to Portland on the, on the uh, you know, TriMet bus and then picking up a sheet acid or something, coming home and taking a few hits or a few drops, whatever it might be. And it was an amazing experience. But all those experiences taught me something so important on the church front that you are the pastor and you are the pope. Sounds so arrogant. But if, you're, if you as an individual think that me saying, for example, that you become your own pope, which most people wouldn't care about the pope, but Catholics do, and I respect that. I'm not here to dismiss religion. I'm here to say, if you could be your own pope and not need a middleman between you and God, would you not take it? And that's what I feel that mushrooms are. And LSD... I know a lot of folks think that LSD is like, well, it is completely different, of course, because it's a chemical process, but it is derived from the ergot fungus, ergotamine, and that's why LSD is uh, an analog of uh, what I would of psilocybin, even though psilocybin to me, and I don't mean a, a literal analog, but psilocybin is actually a form of DMT. And DMT is a completely different experience, and everyone's heard of ayahuasca by now. You know, a decade ago I tried to talk about it, and nobody knew what the hell it was, and now I'm finally glad that it's catching on, but at the same time, the Amazon jungle was flooded with idiots drinking ayahuasca out of styrofoam cups and puking and shitting in some crappy little bagoda, you know, jungle, fake-ass shaman pretending he knows what he's talking about. And I'd like to tell you, the psychedelic will teach you one thing. You don't need that guy. You don't need the shaman. But having a person to lead you through the experience the first time, that is crucial. Even if you're taking ayahuasca, even multiple times. And on that front, I'd like to say I've never taken it, and I've never had any reason to, or any interest in doing so. I thought about it, and I thought, you know, why would I want to take something like ayahuasca and puke when I have psilocybin mushrooms, which are perfect, or even LSD, right? Well, DMT being smoked is a totally different experience. And in the past, when I've talked about LSD and mushrooms, people have said, why didn't you talk about DMT? You know, what is your experience on this? And it's difficult to want to talk about it because it is so goddamn fucking intense. I mean, it is, as Terrence McKenna said, it's like being blasted out of a cannon to the moon. And that's how he talked, and 
It's funny. I sent my brother a clip the other night. And he has a nasally voice. And my brother called that. He's like, ah, it's too nasally. Um, and that's how a lot of it, a lot of it was. But, man, the guy totally nailed it on that one. Uh, it is a very short experience, what they call the businessman's trip, right? But I only point this out because the businessman's trip is... It shows you that it's okay to be infantile. And that's what psychedelics make you feel. Think about when you were a kid. When you did something funny or said something about nature, or you were curious or inquisitive, all the adults said, oh, that's so cute, that's so great, right? Did any adult ever tell you not to be curious? I mean, sure, some do, but you know what I'm saying. Now think, you hit the age of uh, your teen years, and all of a sudden people say, well you got to be curious about what job you want, man, what career you want. But by the time you're 40, 30, 40, people say, oh, no, no more curiosity. You're supposed to be doing your job, fulfilling your obligation. And I've always called total bullshit on that because psychedelics have taught me that. And the funny thing is that with all the drugs out there, even the fact that there's a lot of propaganda against psychedelics, you don't hear anybody who is proud to do heroin or proud to snort coke or proud to do meth. These are shadow groups that hide away in the fringes of society because it's frowned upon. But psychedelics have always been revered and laughed at and had fun with in movies and the media and TV. It's a, a funny subject. And the same thing with cannabis, right? And it's really funny that people know this. There's a cognitive dissonance and a disconnect from the people who use psychedelics by the people who have power to make change but maybe won't vote on something because they're so scared their kids might just become mushroom junkies. And uh, psychedelics have absolutely no addictive potential unless you're a complete... In, in you're having some serious issues. I'm not going to deny I've known some people who have taken acid for a long period of time. But they're few and far between. And most people say... By the time you're done with the trip, ho, 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 that was wonderful, but I don't want to touch that shit for years. And like I said, that's the dedication to the trip that you have to take to do a right trip. Which brings me to microdosing, and a lot of people have asked me about that. Every time I make a psychedelic video, Why? Did, what do you think about microdosing? Whew. In the past, you know, I might have thought it's a great idea. And then there was a time where I said it's a horrible idea, and now I'm really not... I'm trying not to give my opinion on microdosing. For those who don't know what this is, it's taking small amounts of psychedelics each day in order to help with certain conditions, whether depression, anxiety, different things. I'd like to just say one, a couple things. First, placebo effect is very possible. Second, it's very possible that those small amounts might actually be making a benefit to you. But I'd like to say a third thing, which is that I believe that the, it is the big experiences, those breakthrough moments, which really give us the long-term benefits. So, if, for example, if you're taking a small amount of psychedelics each day, your brain and your tolerance is building all the time, whether you like it or not. And you can't, you couldn't have a breakthrough experience. For me, it's like once a year. Okay, I don't take psychedelics all the time. I'm, I'm scared to take them. It's it's, you know, God, it's so hard to do. You have to, to surrender to the substance, whatever you're taking. I've tried psilocybin and mescaline and 
some of the different psilocybin mushrooms have different substances in there, like baocysteine, for example. Baocysteine is found in uh, <clears throat> like azurescence, which are on the Oregon coast. And those things are the most potent mushrooms. A according to what I've read, they're the most potent mushrooms on earth known to man. When it comes to psilocybin, they have a lot of psilocybin and they're strong. And I took a gram and it really fucking, it blew my mind. I was just out of my mind on that. It was like taking an eighth of, you know, cubensis. But big changes require big doses. That's what I wanted to say. And that's kind of a bold thing to say because a lot of people, I mean, I don't want people to take the wrong amount. What I've seen is people take five grams and forget who they are for a while. But it's usually not more than 15, 20 minutes, and then they come back. But if you're tripping on five grams along with them, it's a scary experience. You might realize that I've said that because I've been in that situation before. And uh, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> I have. And uh, somebody I knew well, and he kind of lost it, and I had to keep it together for him and with him. But... I need to get through a few things about this, you know. When I get back to the Dimitri and the infantile nature of psychedelics, where you go, oh, I'm just a fucking part of the universe, that's something that you're told when you're young, but then you're told to kind of give it up because you have to live in this 3D reality. And um, there's there's a little bit of a trade-off, but um, we rebel when we're young and when we get older we need to keep rebelling in other words it's kind of like an argument not against society or the system or oh fuck those guys but always ask questions you don't have to rebel against people i'm saying rebel against everything you think to be true say no man i'm gonna call that out is this true is this true and a lot of folks really can't handle that. They cannot handle being unsure, having ambivalence or cognitive dissonance about anything in, in, on earth. And if you're one of those people, I respect that. I do. Because I respect all people. I have to. You know, it's like I even respect <laughs> people who make huge mistakes and end up costing the rest of us. And it's just the world we live in. We have to cope with each other. So I was play the devil's advocate sometimes but um i've learned so much from psychedelics i i think that that i have to share these things they're super important so my long i would love to do an interview with psych to substance uh and a couple of other psychedelic youtubers as well as fuck i'd love to talk to paul stamets any of these people but i don't really have the courage to contact them yet um I did write Paul Stamets once to give him some info or ask him about a mushroom I'd found, and he got I got contacted by his supposed agents or whatever. I don't know who they were. I can't remember. But the, his people said, oh, he'll he's busy. And I was like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks when you're so busy you can't contact people. And so I really try to respond to people. And I say that because, I, honestly, it's hard for me too. But if anybody out there has questions that I can answer, I won't give you questions about I won't answer questions about dosage. How many mushrooms should I take? How much LSD? I don't know how many micrograms your blotter is. I don't know how potent your mushrooms are. I don't know how strong your DMT is. But just be aware and be cautious and trust your source. And always have a sitter. 
a sitter is somebody to watch over you that's a, at least a little more sober. You know, I've never had in my life had an actual sitter that was dead sober to watch me trip. I tripped fucking hundreds of times on different substances and never had anybody to watch me. But I still respect the fact that some people need that. And I've been the sitter many times. And if I wasn't there, the person might have run around looking for cops to help me, help me. There's, <laughs> I had a friend who went home one time when I was 16. He couldn't handle his acid and he went home and I called him to make sure he was okay. And his mom said, no, he's saying he's been drugged. And he didn't know what to say because he was too high. He ended up in the white room, right? Waiting for him to come down. It was a miserable time. He didn't take acid ever after that, ever. And I just felt so bad, like, damn it, I shouldn't let him leave. I should have handcuffed his ass, you know, hung out in the garage hole, listened to music all night. But, um, yeah, I didn't. But, so what else have I got? You know, we take it for granted being psychonauts, the people who have taken it. This is why, I, with 4,000-something videos I've made, I, I've never, haven't talked about psychedelics that often, even though I believe firmly it is those experiences with psychedelics that have given me the courage, the motivation, and the interest to even make videos like this to talk to people. Like, they've really given me a viewpoint on life that's like, it's worth sharing things with people that are important. Family, friends, connections. As long as you're in a positive frame when you're talking with someone, fucking A, dude. Make as many connections as you can. Love as many people as you can. If you find yourself with bad vibes or feeling awkward around people or talking with people, then just ignore them. Try not to talk with them very often. It's hard, you know, but life is hard. We go through these stupid little phases day to day, day to day. <laughs> Everything we have is taught, okay? Reality is completely out of reach for us. We select our experiences based on the reality of others. And this is very important. We see what others are doing and we say, oh, this guy does this. Okay, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to hang out with the rap group. Or this guy does this. I'm going to be a mountain climber. Or these people do this. I'm just going to live on the street because I don't want to work. Or I'm going to work my ass off because I don't want to live on the street. Everybody finds something that works for them. And they try to bust their ass to, or not bust their ass. They follow whatever path works for them and it's often the path of least resistance but to live your own truth requires understanding yourself and your emotions and psychedelics when you can laugh to cry and cry to laugh when you can take some mushrooms from the earth right in front of your face I mean they're out right now within a mile of me there's probably cyanescence growing in some you know, patch in some street. We've got this huge area of wood chips right over here. I'm going to go probably check out in a couple of days, but it's, it's fall now, you know, it's raining and they're everywhere around America. I'd like to say if you live in an area that might have mushrooms and it's moist right now, you know, go walk around and look, take pictures, see what you can do. If, and maybe you'll find a, something that would change your, change your life growing at the, you know, by your feet which I did actually, because I found some mycelium and I threw it in a patch of wood chips and I came back like two years later and it would actually it had actually produced like an eighth of azurescence. It's amazing. So I made a video years ago about transplanting azurescent mycelium 
it gets a lot of you know replies especially during the fall time and i've always left it up even though i'm like skeptical to even talk about psychedelics because by doing this i'm exposing myself to you know a lot of criticism a lot of federal bullshit people maybe watching my channel you know oh this guy takes psychedelics maybe he's a dealer maybe he's a druggie i don't worry about it because i don't sell or you know produce anything once in a while i buy a psychedelic and i enjoy it and uh it's really been an amazing experience so i think it's important to remember this regardless of how you feel about psychedelics we've evolved together a lot of people might not realize this but psilocybin mushrooms produce a dmt like compound which is very similar to our own natural serotonin which serotonin is the reality chemical of the brain if you will the feel-good chemical it's just not the right description but uh, between serotonin dopamine norepinephrine acetylcholine and a variety of other neurotransmitters we can't even define yet we have an interesting experience on life but reality is based on these chemicals how we feel we might be completely out of our minds serotonin levels might be out of their mind our mind but to remember that these psychedelic compounds like lsd for those who don't realize this they if you want to know how they work lsd enters the synapse the receiving end for serotonin not only does it fit in that little groove it forms a little layer over the top of the uh, molecule like a trap okay it's like a uh, a key in a lock once the key goes in it locks and it does not do this with serotonin but with lsd it does it serotonin can enter and leave and like for example ssris or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors the way they work is by stopping serotonin from taking back these keys right so they block it and then when this ssri wears off the thing opens up and they can put the serotonin back it releases as it's needed it's fucking amazing the way the mind and the body work but if you remove that um serotonin uh, enters the the synapse and then it can leave as needed but lsd enters and then it closes over the top and that's why it lasts so long the question is why why does it last so long what is it about psychedelic compounds like this that make your brain say i want this i'm gonna hold it we've evolved with mushrooms we've grown alongside them they've there's the <laughs> the the concept of language being formed by us taking mushrooms or community being formed by us taking mushrooms they grew on cows we followed the cattle around or the oxen or whatever creatures existed at the time and a lot of mushrooms grow on dung and a lot of psychedelic mushrooms grow on dung so the theory by like uh, say you know uh, well the stoned ape theory by terence mckenna for one said that we're all just products of this you know <laughs> this stoner soup right everybody's hanging out like cavemen and they start taking mushrooms and they go whoa hey bro create a language and start to understand each other on a different level is that so far-fetched i don't know i've never believed it 100 percent. but think about this if it did happen in even one area that a group of people took psychedelics 
And they started to see things differently and continued to take these through the generations. It is very possible the psychedelics may have changed one culture to make them completely far more evolved mentally than other groups. And I say this with fucking, a, you know, some sort of an authority because I really believe that since we've seen that psychedelics can actually alter the wiring of the brain, right? This can happen overnight, literally. You can change the way you think. It means that psychedelics connect parts of the brain that usually aren't in connection because we're too busy staying alive, right? So we've evolved to have this compound we can take which can slow down the brain when we're in a safe space, i.e. set and setting. And then we can have this experience where we feel safe and content in the background and we can really get into our deep minds and ask, God, what do you want? Who are you? Now, that's where people get turned off or turned on, depending on your belief in religion. But I'm not a religious person myself. Uh, unless you consider religion the belief in a higher power without any definition. Then, yeah, I'm religious. <laughs> I know I don't get into semantics anymore. I used to really get into that, but uh, religion would be like religion. You can get into the etymology of you know these different terms, but... It's more like I don't have a particular practice. I just know that there's something greater, and I've never had to prove it. The fact that I didn't just say no, like Nancy Reagan <laughs> said back in the 80s when I was a kid, the fact that I said yes is um, what really changed my life and gave me this new perspective on things. And it's very possible that psychedelics might have these qualities to it that yeah, I don't know I've been a supporter of Arrowhead I haven't actually donated to them in a few years and I really should but Arrowhead is uh, Arrowhead.org was the first site to document trip reports and cases and experiences people have had it really helped a lot of psychonauts to figure out what to take and what not to take and um, it's about basically harm reduction and if anything, my, I'm hoping that I can inspire that idea in people that taking psychedelics is not about how much you take or how cool you are because you took a whole bunch. Oh, I ate more mushrooms than anybody else. And um, It's about being reasonable, you know. You know, I guess it was Terrence McKenna that said it was the five gram cubensis was the hero dose, right? Five grams in total darkness was his thing. I've taken seven and a half grams in darkness with laying under the stars in the middle of nowhere. It's intense. Not with my eyes closed, but I didn't need to. I was with a really good friend. And you know who you are. Um, you're out there probably watching this. Uh, but that was a great experience in my life, and I hope to repeat that someday. At least the place we went. You'll never repeat an experience, but... Sometimes we have to back off if we find psychedelics are becoming addictive or, you know, we're taking it too often. Fortunately, that's never happened to me. Um, I always surrender. You have to surrender. You're not in charge of your trip. And uh, we realize rebelling is the problem we have in life. Not following our, you know, path, following our goals, following our dreams. And... Uh, really just following someone else's dreams, right? I mean, 
I guess I can't get into what I've discovered on psychedelics, but honestly, by the way I'm making this video, you might think I've taken them recently. It's been about a year and a half since I've taken anything. God, it's been that long. When this lockdown started, I thought, man, maybe I can use this opportunity to, you know, eat some mushrooms or take some molly, have a crazy experience where I can reveal some truths to myself. And I thought, I haven't really needed to. I've been pretty happy. I'm actually a pretty content human. And then I thought, why abuse it? You know, if I don't need it, I'm not going to just take it because I have a bad day or a bad moment. We all have bad moments, but I'm not going to trip just because I want to. I want to really use it as a tool, but there's a part of me that wants to just have fun too. <laughs> Makes it kind of weird. It's like a... Fortunately, Molly isn't... I should MDMA is not something I took until I was in my mid-30s. And uh, that's one thing I can honestly say that I did not abuse. And I have never abused. I take it no more than once a year. Even though I've had full access to it anytime I need it, like anything else. But So I'm going to finalize this now. Um, actually, I think I'll end this camera at 33.33. It looks like it's at 33 minutes and 15 seconds. That's pretty crazy. Um, and then I'm going to leave the voice recorder here going for a few more minutes and uh, add some final information to my podcast. So I'll talk to you all later. Peace. So, to finalize for the podcast, now that the camera's over, I can't believe that I actually recorded for 33 minutes and 33 seconds on a video. It's been a really long time since I've done a video like that. But when I get to talking about psychedelics, holy shit, I can go for hours, honestly. And <laughs> I just figured I should add at least a small end for the podcast. <sighs> you know, this has been my dream for a few years, to talk about what I want to talk about and make videos about it. I've seen a lot of channels come and go that talked about psychedelics, podcasts, things like that, and... It seems like something that you just stop by and, and visit once in a while. Not only taking psychedelics, but the idea of listening to a podcast about psychedelics every day. I mean, how much can you hear and learn? It's either you're taking them or you're not, right? So when people sit and ramble about LSD and how awesome it is all day long, it doesn't really do you any good, does it? And uh, you can reminisce about the old times, but what you're really thinking is, when the hell is this pandemic going to be over so I can go back to concerts and fucking trip with other people? Because really, staring at a group of 100 other people who have taken something at a concert where everybody feels the same vibes is really where, I don't know, some of the most amazing experiences come from. And we have a school bus, you know. And it's a short bus, a 21-footer. Turned it into an awesome RV. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen it on YouTube, but it's absolutely a blast to set up. We have an inverter and marine batteries, so we can just hook up uh, these black lights and disco ball and all this different shit. And just you know, I have all these stars on the ceiling that are black light reactive, and we 
we actually have ground effects underneath it with like LEDs that shine on the ground. I haven't used that at a concert yet, but they are fun. And um, we go to fish concerts or dead concerts and just hang out and see, you know, people come visit. They, they see the bus and they come up and talk and maybe they have a bus or maybe they don't. But the idea is that when people are tripping together, they learn together and it's a crazy experience. I mean, it's really weird seeing so many different people at one type of event, and I really miss that, you know? I mean, what is it today? It's October 25th, 2020? I mean, it's been a crazy year, and I'm hoping that, God, by the end of this, we can pull our heads out of our asses and uh, get back to music but that's for another time really I should just say everybody have a good night thank you for listening society loves psychedelics I would just say you can ask me any questions you might have but please don't ask me where to get psychedelics they grow everywhere I've had people email me like can you send me drugs in the mail no 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 do not ask that please I cannot I can't even find things. I just have them around when I need them. And um, I love psychedelics when they're used properly. So thanks for listening, and thank you to my patrons on Patreon. I upload extra content there um, and uh, different videos. So that's uh, Carpo719. I'm out. Be well, my friends.